0: So high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama. Oh my mama, made it possible. Rain and Jays back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Ooh. This is the truth like 34. Yeah. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, wherever you're going, if you're in the shower, on your way to work, at work, somewhere watching this show on YouTube, listening to the podcast, whatever it is, thank you for making it a part of your day. I'm John Corrales. I host this podcast on a Monday through Friday basis. It's daily and free. And coming to you on every pod podcast platform, I, like I said, including YouTube, uh, I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book that is now available for sale everywhere. You can get a signed copy on my website for $30. It's a great Father's Day gift. I will personalize it. You tell me what you want it to say. I will say it to whomever you want to buy it for, to you. Boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever it is, father. Everybody, pick one up. 30 bucks at my website, johncarallis.com. Boston Celtics down 1-0 to the Brooklyn Nets after losing on Saturday night. 104 to 93. The Celtics uh, came out. They had a halftime lead. They are um, reeling from just scoring 40 points in the second half. I'm going to talk about it all here. Segment one, I'm going to focus on the bigger names, Tatum, Kemba, Fournier. Robert Williams had a monster game, nine blocks, affected this game in a ton of different ways. I'll talk about him in the second segment, actually. And then third segment, the adjustment. Look, the Celtics, again, scored 40 points in the second half. You cannot score 93 points against the Brooklyn Nets and hope to win. The playoffs are here, so don't miss the big storylines, the team previews you can find every day on the Locked On NBA podcast. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the co-host of the Locked On NBA Wednesday show with Jake Madison, so make sure you're tuning in every day, but especially on Wednesdays when Jake and I do our show. So, the Celtics were... I don't want to say on their way, but they they had a great first half against the Brooklyn Nets. And it was very obvious that part of it was they came out with a ton of energy. They were defending very very well. Brooklyn was not hitting anything. They were 1 for 11 from 3 in the first half and it was it was all lining up. There was a point there in the second quarter where the Celtics got up about 12 or 13 and I said, "Okay guys, you got to push this thing out to about you know as, as much as you can build as big a lead as you can because what's gonna end up happening is you're gonna have to absorb a Brooklyn run now that just happened to be the same point that Brooklyn started to make a run which made it very very difficult for the Celtics but I was hoping that there was there was a timeout and I said you know this is this has got to be a spot where if the Celtics can push this thing to 17. 20, they'll be in good position to absorb that punch. Uh, They, they could never get it out that high. And that's part of the, part of their issue is when, when you have this opportunity against the Brooklyn Nets, you have to take advantage of it. And when you had them reeling and they were cold, you have to find something within you somehow, if you can, to get out there and make that 13-point lead 15 or 17 or 19 or 20, just, and this is like very easy. This is very easy for me to say, yeah, just go do it. But this is what you have to do because Brooklyn was not going to shoot 8% from three for very long, and they didn't, and we saw that in the third quarter. So the Celtics go into the the half with a lead, but you, you still had that feeling of like, Brooklyn's going to come out and start hitting their shots. And they did in the third quarter. And things flipped really, really quickly. The The Celtics, who, let's see, at the half, what was the halftime score? Uh, it was 53-47 Boston. And then in the second half, the Celtics were outscored 57-40. to So 20 points in each of the, the third and fourth quarters. What ended up happening is, seriously, uh, Tatum who was going really well in the first half, just they were butting their heads up against the wall against the Brooklyn defense in the second half. And Brad Stevens said it afterwards. He said they have some prideful individual defenders. And I think that he said that purposefully. But he said twice. He said it after the game and he said it and after practice on Sunday. They have prideful individual defenders defenders. And he didn't say they have a prideful defense. He said individual defenders. And the, the reason why that sticks out to me, why it's important is because it's not a good defense necessarily, but individually we saw Kevin Durant play pretty good defense, challenging Jason Tatum. We saw uh, James Harden make defensive plays, poked one away. I think it was from from Tatum as well. We saw Kyrie Irving make an individual play. It was Marcus Smart that was driving? Kyrie stuck with him, blocked the shot. Individually, when those guys are engaged and they step up and they they, they, feel, um, they feel engaged on that end, yeah, individually, those guys can actually make defensive plays. Kyrie is not a good defender, but individually on certain plays, he can make a play. We've seen it. We saw it in Boston. James Harden is very famous for falling asleep on help defense. Individually one on one, when he's engaged, he can do it. he's strong he's an excellent post defender. no one takes him in the post because he's super strong and he's good at that. Kevin Durant is the, probably their best defender. He's seven feet tall he's obviously he's got he's got arms so long that it looks like they need two elbows. It's just ridiculous and he can challenge shots he can block shots. he's a good defender individually they can defend, but the Celtics spent the entire second half it felt like going at them individually, just one-on-one, one-on-one, one-on-one. And I don't know what they were thinking there. And after the game and after the practice on Sunday, Brad Stevens says, hey, we got to attack their switches better. We have to attack them better because scoring 93 points in this game is not going to get it done. Look at the individual scoring in this, and you see Jason Tatum uh, finishing the game with – uh what was it uh 22 points on 6 of 20 shooting so 20 shots to score 22 points is just no but he had 11 free throws that was good uh Kemba Walker the other main guy 15 points on 5 of 16 shooting but even that's deceptive because he had two three-pointers late that after the game was basically decided like it wasn't quite decided but those three-pointers kind of just made it close and it looked closer than it really was. It didn't really do much. So that that six points came in the very final two minutes. And so really nine points throughout most of the game when it mattered most for Kemba Walker. Evan Fournier, 10 points, 3 of 10 shooting. I wrote this on Boston Sports Journal. I'll say it now. I'll say it every day until he steps up here and and fixes this. Three of 10, I don't know what's worse. The fact that he made three shots or the fact that he only took 10? Because Evan Fournier is not here to take 10 shots. Okay? Jason Tatum did a good job in the first half, did not do a good enough job in the second half. He, as part of this offensive adjustment thing that I'll talk about in the third segment a little bit, he needs to attack, get to the rim. He got those 11 free throws. Keep going. If you got 11 free throws... The way he was playing, he could probably get some more, but it's not even about getting more. It's just about getting all the way to the rim and putting pressure on that defense. And, and the Celtics doing more than just getting out of his way. You got to give him a hand, you got to give him a pick, you got to be creative. It's not just the pick, you got to be creative about it. Kemba, a lot of people getting on Kemba. I didn't think he was, first of all, there are people talking about his defense. I didn't think Kemba's defense was so so horrible. I thought the Celtics' defense, like they only gave up 103 points, 104 points. So their defense did a, a decent enough job where if it gives up 104 points again, the Celtics should have a chance to win. Kemba, I didn't think he was horrible defensively, and we know how bad he can be defensively, but I thought Kemba was impacted by the foul trouble thought Kemba was impacted by, you know, he he was 2 of 4, hit a super deep 3, had a couple of assists all in the first few minutes, and then he missed a couple of shots, so he went to the bench uh, 2 of 7, and then he came back in, picked up his third foul pretty quickly, and could never get his shot going again. And so I'm going to give Kemba a little bit of a pass when it comes to the shooting numbers, but he has to be better for sure. He definitely has to be better. Now, he has been better recently, but he needs to be in that whole grand scheme of things better. But back to Evan Fournier, look, Evan Fournier, you're here to be the third option in this offense right now. You are the third option. Play it like you're the first option when you're out there, be aggressive, look for your shots, look for your opportunities. Okay. Because unless you're passing to Kemba or to Jason, you're or an alley-oop like just, Attack, get your offense, get yourself going. Those three guys need to be the guys in this series. And I'm not, I've said in this, on this podcast many times, I'm not sitting here saying uh, the Celtics are going to win this series. I'm not saying that the Celtics are going to win more than a game or two at best. However, playing the game that they played, and I'll get into some of the, the, the real reasons why they were in it next, but... Playing that game that they played, that first that first game, it kind of went. When if you remember from the podcast with Jay and Sam, what I say about game one said I feel like game one could be the game where they come out a little cold, Brooklyn come out a little you know eh, iffy, haven't played together in forever. This is the opportunity for the Celtics to steal one. I thought if they were going to steal one in Brooklyn, this was it. They could still steal one in game two. But I I thought game one the way they started that's exactly the way I thought they were going to start that cold start in the first half was what I've been talking about on this podcast multiple times they need to that uh, they needed to take advantage of that Kemba Fournier and Tatum Tatum in the first half not so much but Kemba and Fournier they need to be they need to be out there and being better and if Kemba's in foul trouble then Fournier needs to step. The hell up. Gotta step up. Gotta be more aggressive. Ten shots is not gonna do the job. It's not. Up next, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, Jabari Parker. Imagine those three guys being the reason why the Celtics had a chance to steal a game from the Brooklyn Nets. What if there was a pocket-sized guy that helped you sleep, focus, act better, be better? There is. If you've got ten minutes... Headspace can help you change your life. It is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clin- clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Are you overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need help falling asleep, which is something that I usually do, Headspace has wind-down sessions for members that they swear by. That's my thing. When I'm look, I'm recording this. This is like the last thing generally this is the last thing I do at night. And look at me. I'm like I'm up, I'm my energy's up. It's tough for me to be like, okay, wrap up the podcast, go to bed. So I need a wind down. And that's where Headspace comes in. Their approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall overall sense of well-being. Headspace is back. By 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. That's six zero, 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build life-changing meditation practices with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule. Anytime, anywhere, you deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash MBA. That's headspace.com slash MBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash NBA today. Now, when you wake up from your Headspace-fueled sleep or however you feel better, make your body feel better by having a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. It's basically like tastes like a candy bar, but it's got protein bar, health uh, nutrition uh, behind it. They've got their core flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, and a few others. Salted caramel. uh, Flavors that make you say, well, that doesn't make any sense. How can those be good for you? Generally, 17 grams of protein, just about 130 calories or so. 4 grams of sugar and 4 net carbs. That's pretty delicious, right? The, The A few others maybe go up a couple of grams of protein and maybe go up to about 160, 170 calories, 180. But that's it. So you can feel good about having one after the gym or at at work as a snack or as a meal replacement. Go to BuiltBar.com, check them out. You can see all of the limited edition flavors and all of that, like and and all of the other things that they have. Like BuiltBar.com has a ton of stuff, but it's all built around their core business of Built Bars, the protein bars that taste like a candy bar covered in chocolate. Hey, if you've got a nut, a- nut allergy, that's fine. They've got plenty of those for you. Are you on a keto diet? That's fine. It works for you. Go to builtbar.com, Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. You know, I saved the Robert Williams discussion for the second segment because the Celtics go nowhere without Tatum, Kemba, Fournier doing what they do. Like, the Celtics go nowhere without those. But they don't get very far either if they don't get those types of you know, uh, outlier performances. And one of the reasons why I'm afraid that they wasted this opportunity is because they got one hell of an outlier performance from Robert Williams, who came in and not only blocked nine shots, but dropped 11 points on five of eight shooting, had nine rebounds an assist and a steal nine block shots. So he was a block and a rebound away from a triple double in less than 23 minutes Now, the question about Robert Williams is, does he start? Can he start? How's that toe? He did not practice on Sunday, but none of the guys who played in the top six of minutes in this game did. So Fournier, Tatum, Smart, Kemba, Tristan, and Robert Williams all did not practice, right? Those are the three, four, five, six guys that that did not practice. Everyone else got out there and got some run. Which I guess is important because those are the guys that, you know, look, they're the ones who are going to have to really tie up some of the loose ends. They're going to have to, they're going to have to figure things out a little bit more. But Robert Williams, if he can start, I, I ride him as much as I can, knowing that like, if if it's, let me, let me back up for a second. If there's any, any ability here, or I should say if there's any risk of Robert Williams getting hurt further then I don't want him playing like this is I want to preface all of this by saying if the doctors if there is a risk of this getting worse and being a a problem beyond this season beyond the offseason when it can heal then obviously don't play him if this is just the thing where it's like, hey, it's sprained, he can try it, he can go, it's just going to hurt like, like a mother, then go out there and whatever you can tolerate, whatever you can tolerate. And so, first of all, shout out to Robert Williams for tolerating and, and playing through a very, very extremeful, extremely painful injury. Uh, I don't know what the better use of him is because Tristan Thompson was terrible. I do not want Tristan Thompson playing in this in this game anymore in this series anymore, you know, except for spot minutes. Because I would rather start Robert Williams, and if they go small, I would rather counter with super super small to just go without a center. If they're going to play a bunch of wings and Jeff Green at center, then counter with I don't know, are you gonna are you gonna counter with. Grant Williams or Chemi Ogilvy or Aaron Niesmith in those situations. any of those options to me are better than Tristan Thompson. okay? Tristan, now Tristan did have 10 rebounds, five offensive rebounds. He had some moments there. I still I, I don't want Tristan Thompson out there. I want Robert Williams hell I'd, I'd love to have Robert Williams play 45 minutes, but I don't know, I, I would rather have Luke Cornett out there. In some circumstances, at least he spaces the floor, you know, like they're big and long and mobile. There's no real need for a big, you know, bruising type of center out there. If they counter with DeAndre Jordan, fine, you can put, you can put Tristan Thompson in, but I, I would rather start Robert Williams and go a different direction with the backup center minutes and, and figure that out. Like at least Grant can space the floor. And I'm going to get into that a little bit in the third segment. And I know people are going to be like, Grant, Shemmy, why would you want those guys out there? It's not that I want them out there either, but I'm trying to pick which group is going to work better. And frankly, the Celtics don't have many options. This is why they're the seventh seed. You're grasping at straws, but Robert Williams, obviously an amazing game impacted the game tremendously. I don't know how much he's going to be able to duplicate from that game. Obviously he's not going to block nine shots again. That that would be insane to try to suggest. The thing is that I'm not so sure that they're going to repeat a lot of the mistakes, Brooklyn, that they made that allowed Robert Williams to block some of these shots. Like they, Rob is going to block shots. He's going to get two or three just by being him. And every once in a while is going to have a highlight play, like blocking that James Harden step back. Like that's another ridiculous play that he's going to make from time to time. Okay, fine. If you're Brooklyn, you say, all right, fine. That That's, I would rather, I'd still rather have uh, Harden taking that shot and how many times, to- how many times is Robert Williams going to do that? So you challenge him, fine. But I think that Brooklyn is going to make some adjustments there. I don't think they're going to just put up some of the shots that they put up. That still means that, that they're going to be aware of him and they're going to move the ball. And that means that he's going to protect the rim in a very kind of more abstract way, which simply as a deterrent, which is great. So he's not going to have nine blocks, but as long as they're aware of him, then I would rather have him out there. Robert Williams on, on nine toes out there with them aware of him is better to me than Robert William, than, than Tristan Thompson out there. Perfectly healthy. That's just not, not what i want. Um and we'll figure out what they do, but big I mean, the Celtics are just better with Robert Williams out there. Marcus Smart was good. I thought that you know there were a couple of shots like you know people are mentioning that he may, maybe shot a little bit too much, but he was 6 of 13, 3 of 8 from 3. That's all fine. Maybe he took one or two shots. I thought Marcus Smart did a great job of passing up three-pointers and attacking and getting into the lane and driving and kicking. That was like give me that Marcus Smart game all the time. Five assists, three rebounds, uh just generally a, a good Marcus Smart game. And I thought defensively he did a, a pretty good job as well, obviously. So give me that Marcus Smart game. Give me the Jabari Parker game. Brad Stevens won with Jabari Parker because he's big, he's long, and the Celtics were were, you know, he somebody needed to score. And so he was hoping to get more out of more scoring out of somebody. But the Jabari Parker thing is almost like the nine block Robert Williams thing. Y- you get you get how many minutes did he play? 21 and a half minutes. You get positive Jabari Parker minutes. In fact, he was a team high plus7 in those minutes. Four rebounds, he even had an assist, he hit a three, 3 of 6. That's an in Defensively, he was okay. And the bar is admittedly low for Jabari Parker. He got beat a couple of times on a backdoor. I didn't think that he played great defense, but individually with some length on Kevin Durant, like just putting some length out there and, and being a bit of a nuisance, he did a decent job. So they got a decent game out of Jabari Parker Aaron Neesmith was out there doing an okay job for a little while and Robert Williams was, you know, basically Bill Russell for a, a, a big portion of his 22 and a, and a half minutes and the Celtics still couldn't pull away because of the stuff that I mentioned before. So, what's transferable? I don't know. I think Robert Williams going to have a big impact on the game no matter what. Can Jabari Parker do this again? Is he going to be uh, you know, an X factor? In this, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe as if he can play with that energy and play the same way he played, you know, seeing him play 21 minutes, 21 and a half minutes is a bit much, but Brad's Brad Stevens has nowhere to go. So if they can get that again, then yeah, I guess sign me up for it. Let's, let's roll. Let's see what we can get. But, um, Tough to have that type of performance and waste that. Just a couple notes here before I, I wrap up and move on to adjustments in the next segment. Peyton Pritchard's just too small. They attacked him. He played six and a half minutes. He, he was he was targeted a lot. He there was a third quarter run where I think three straight baskets were scored on Peyton Pritchard. Just and he he didn't hit a shot. So that's Celtics. Celtics need if he's going to be on the floor, he's got to find a way to be effective defensively. I don't know what it is passing lane, get into that passing lane, take a charge, do something. Uh, he, He was not effective at all. All right, gonna be back with some adjustments next. If you're the hiring expert for your company and what you really need then is a short list of quality candidates. Look, I've been there before, I've hired people before. It's tough to get a big stack of resumes. You wanna get that whittled down as best you can. So you need a hiring partner that makes your life easier and that's why you need Indeed. It is the job site make that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed. Match your job subscription description faster, and you only pay for the candidates that meet the must-have qualifications and schedule complete interviews all in your Indeed dashboard. It makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. And with two tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed Skills Test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. That's a big number. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applicants that meet them. According to Talent S, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your posts at indeed.com/locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com/locked. indeed.com/locked. This offer is valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Be sure to follow our social channels at lo Celtics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. After the game, Brad Stevens, I mentioned this earlier, had a, a quote that, that says a lot to me about what his next step is going to be. And he says, they, Brooklyn, they've got a, a lot of athletic guys out there and prideful individual defenders. They know how to play, so we've got to be better at manipulating actions to get what we want. He also said, we just got to attack their switching better. They're going to switch. They're going to play zone. So the Celtics should know how to attack a zone. I know <laughs> I know that that doesn't always come off as uh, something that they would know. But by now, you should know. You see a zone. You know where to go. That shouldn't be as difficult as, as the Celtics have made it look. Switching? Switching's not that hard to attack. Um, it's everybody wants to switch and it depends on how you rotate behind those switches or, or how you help behind those switches. I should say if it's one thing to switch because you've got the personnel, like the Celtics want to switch a lot because they want, they want to, they want to have all of these versatile wings that when you switch, they, you're basically facing a wall of the same guys and if you do it the right way and you're conscious of, of the ways that the, the other team can attack that and you're helping and you're in the right spots positionally, um, you can deter some of those things. But the Celtics want to have those versatile guys that can switch because they want all these 6-9 guys and whatever. Brooklyn switches because they have to. Because while they do have some individuals who want to defend, they don't always defend. And this is the best way to keep guys in front of them. So the Celtics go out there and they run a high pick and roll. You get the ball with Kemba and you got Tristan Thompson coming out and they immediately switch. The Celtics need to be aggressive when they see what's happening out there. Once they see if both guys, and this is up to Tristan Thompson and this is up, actually it's up to both guys, but Tristan Thompson has to see this. If he's going up to set the screen for Kemba Walker and Both guys are up at the level of the screen. Just slip it, slip it. But what Tristan Thompson has been doing, this is part of why I don't want him on the floor. Tristan Thompson would go up there and, and see this opportunity um, because Kemba Walker is being guarded by Kyrie Irving and it doesn't matter who's guarding Tristan Thompson. They switch and Tristan says, Oh my God, I've got Kyrie Irving on me. I'm going to take him into the post and he's basically, Hey, mouse in the house, feed it to me. Let me score some points. And that is a hundred percent. Not what the Celtics want to do. And if I see the uh, Tristan Thompson out there trying to post up one of these smaller guards, trying to post up Kyrie Irving again, then I'm going to lose my mind because this is not what the Celtics need him to do. When Kyrie is up and his player, his guy is up at the level of the screen. Tristan has to slip. He has to slip and get into the middle of the paint. That's how he's going to get the ball. I don't want him with his, with a back to the basket, no matter who is defending him. I don't care who is defending him because those post-ups are going to be ineffective. He's not going to score as much as he needs to score. He's not going to pass out of them. When guys come over and help He is going to bog things down. It's going to be too many guys standing and watching. When those two players are up at the level of the screen, slip the damn screen. Get into the middle of the paint. Because what can happen if you get into the middle of the paint? You get there, someone helps on the weak side. Joe Harris, who's guarding Evan Fournier, who's, you know, Evan Fournier set up in the opposite corner. Joe Harris comes over to slide over. That leaves whoever, Jeff Green, on the other side. Jason Tatum's on, on the wing. Evan Fournier is on the on the, in the corner. If Tatum if if sorry, if Thompson slips the screen and gets into the paint, he's either going to have a, a dunk or the his help is going to come over and he can turn around and pass it to the corner. If Jeff Green goes down and helps and and tries to close out on the on the corner, Fournier just passes it over to Tatum, open shot. Those are the like it's little things. It's little little things like that. But everybody has to be on the same page. You have to execute these types of things. If they're going to switch, you have to make them pay. If Tristan's not going to slip the screen, if his guy is, is, is not up at the level of the screen, when I say up at the level of the screen, I mean, there's two guys, everybody's kind of up next to each other. If his guy is not at the level of the screen and has, has dropped off in anticipation, then what you do is you rescreen. You set a screen, Tristan Thompson is setting a screen for Kemba Walker... To go to the middle, so it's uh, you know if it's on the right side of the floor, Kemba Walker gets the screen. He screens him on the left, and Kyrie Irving is expecting like, okay, I'm going to drop a little bit because I know that Tristan's going to switch and want to post me up. So what do you do? You immediately recognize that Tristan Thompson. You turn around, you set a second screen. You flip the screen. You set it on for for Kemba to do a crossover dribble. Go to his right. Now he's got space to shoot. And if Kyrie Irving comes up and whomever is guarding Tristan Thompson's like, well, what do I do now? Do I, do I switch again? And if you switch again, then Kemba's got room to shoot room to drive and room to make a move. And then at that point, at that point, Tristan Thompson, then you roll. Tristan Thompson has a a screen for Kemba to go to the middle. Then he flips it over And he has a screen for Kemba to go to the right. And uh, Kyrie Irving has dropped. And then he spins. He gets that defender on his hip. Now that defender's behind him, he can roll hard. So if Kyrie decides to step up to Kemba, boom. It's a pass to the rolling Tristan Thompson. He gets the ball in the middle of the lane again. In both of these scenarios, better position than he would if it was a post-up. And then the same trickle-down effect happens. Does Kyrie dig down? Then he can. Then Kyrie can, uh, Kemba can reconnect, uh, redirect, and go into the corner, relocate into the corner, kick it back out, kick it out to Fournier if, if the other guy helps. Plenty of options. But just from a simple pick and roll on the right side, you recognize what's happening. You, oh, two guys are up. Boom, I'm gone. I'm slipping. My guy's dropping back. Boom, rescreen, flip that screen, give Kemba room to move. Then by getting into the paint, guys on the perimeter, the, the, the other d- defenders have to have to suck in. Guys on the perimeter can relocate themselves. Open options everywhere. The Celtics can do this very, very easily. They can also, when they're instead of running the high pick and roll, they can just dump it off. And, and this would be more of a Robert Williams thing, but. They can, they can dump it off to, to the big up at the corner. Instead of that guy coming up to set the screen, you give him the ball and you run a handoff or you run a handback and then you force them. And then the Celtics run this play all the time. Handoff to a pick and roll. And if they're switching and you're you're doing handoff, pick and roll, flip the screen on that, and all of a sudden you've got three different actions in the span of a second and a half, you're going to have Nets defenders going, what? wait, what, who? And that's all from one action. We haven't even talked about Tatum getting the pick and roll. Tatum as the ball handler. Using Kemba. If they're going to switch, getting Tatum onto Kyrie. Now you're hunting mismatches a little bit. But that at least opens things up. Now you can have... You can run those, those pick and rolls on the side. You can have a smaller guy, Smart, or, or Kemba come over and set those screens. And now you have Tatum. If Tatum's going... Get him those, get him those pick and rolls. Set those screens, hunt those mismatches a little bit. But the Celtics, just those little adjustments right there that just those things have now created situations where the ball is in the middle of the paint and it can move. I would much rather have Robert Williams doing this stuff. I would much, much much have Robert rather have uh, Robert Williams doing this stuff. like that goes without saying because he can get the ball in the middle of the paint take one dribble and go up and dunk it but he's also very good at whipping around and flipping it into the corner and and the ball will whip the ball will move I'm telling you but you got to recognize how they're playing that defense you got to recognize where those defenders are and you got to make the right read you got to make the right play does that what does that do for them in this game does that help does that maybe maybe they score some more points but I'll tell you what if if you're missing shots and you got to run back, and you got a cross match, and they're going to be in transition. That's going to be a problem. But if you do this stuff and you hit some shots, then you can set your defense, and then who knows? Maybe you can play up on them. Maybe you get lucky again. Maybe they get a little cold again. Who knows? But you got you got to hope for some luck against the Celtic against the, the Nets. But going out there and missing shots and playing the way they've played, and and just looking for fouls and not getting those foul calls. You're going you're gonna to get those guys back out into transition again, and then you're going to get killed. So there'll be there's going to be one more practice Monday. So uh, we'll see what comes out of Monday's practice, and I'll talk about that after uh, after practice uh, for the Tuesday podcast, and then Tuesday night, Celtics play game two in Brooklyn. Let's see what kind of adjustments they can make. Let's see if I uh, what I said was was right. So make sure you're subscribed to see if I was right. And, uh, this is the type of stuff that I want to be talking about here on the podcast. Or if you're new to the podcast, uh, hopefully, you know, my level of, of knowledge, uh, as a guy who's watched the game forever and played the game and played it professionally. And and hopefully that level of insight can, can help you maybe pick up a couple extra things as you watch the game. That's what I'm hoping for to try and try and make the game a a little bit more fun for you to watch. Maybe you can impress your friends with a bit of knowledge. Uh, I hope, I hope. Um, so please subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube page. It's very important. That stuff is, is huge to get the subscribers, get people watching on the YouTube page. You can put it on YouTube. And if look, if you don't have, if you're at work and you have the ability to put on headphones and you don't have a a podcasting app that can play on your work computer, no problem. Like, let's say you're an Apple user and you work on a PC at work and you can pop your headphones on. Put the YouTube video on and listen at work. Listen through the YouTube video. Just have it play in the background. That works. I have all the full episodes, some segments broken out. So that's one way for you to sneak, well, over my 40 minutes or so of the podcast. Uh, So I've gone a little bit longer, normally about 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes. So uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, Make sure that you are... Uh, Subscribe again. Share the podcast. Tell all of your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.